Hey there, welcome to the Living by Disney podcast. I'm your host, Serena Lynn. This is your one-stop shop for all things Orlando. News, reviews, and lots of real talk. We're gonna do a lot of real talk today. We are here to help make your trip to Orlando and Disney World just a little more magical. And this is our news recap because we haven't talked about all the news in quite a while. So here's your full recap of the latest news in the last month or so. Let's get to it. I've got Louisa Andrew with me today. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We have a lot to chat about because we really haven't done like a proper news update. It's been a couple months. It's not been in 2024. I know that. It was maybe early December. I don't know. It's been a little while. So we have lots to talk about. There's been a a few big news, breaking news things that have come up. We're going to talk about all the various things that are on the horizon for the parks We're also going to talk about some concerns I have with the amount of new things that is on the horizon for Disney and what that could look like as we're getting closer to Epic Universe coming for Universal, all kinds of fun things. So get a nice little drink, (laughs) relax, get comfortable. I I think the best way to start is the biggest the biggest one, which is the the updates that we've gotten for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Heck yeah. So that, of course, is the Splash Mountain remake. And we got huge. Finally, I feel like they've been teasing us with these little. They've been interesting. Don't get me wrong. But like little things about here's this random artist that made this tiny little picture that's going to be in this one little place. And <laughs> it's like cool. But also we're like, huh? all right, that's nice. And then all of a sudden they drop. Bam, here's this incredible animatronic. Check it out. And all of a sudden, we feel I feel a lot more excited yes. about this ride. Don't you guys? Yes. So it's going to be opening summer of this year. So we have an opening season, not a date. Disney just does not like to commit. And that usually says that they really can't quite commit. Like maybe the date they have is just not firm yet for whatever reason. And if you've ever built a house, (laughs) you know that construction dates and deadlines are an ever-changing thing. It's always super hard to predict anything. So unless the ride is like days away from being done, they usually just don't feel comfortable saying this is the date for sure. And then thousands of people will book their trip and (laughs) if something changes, then there's a lot of upset people. So Summer is what we we know. We don't really know what that means. It could mean anything from Memorial Day into July. A couple of people that are in the know that are usually pretty good at predicting this stuff are thinking June. But either way, it's coming soon. All right, so Drew, hit us with your th- thoughts on this uh, this project. All right. The last few weeks, I have been following this thing closer than anyone else in the world. <laughs> like an unhealthy uh, level. All right. As a whole... Like Serena said, that animatronic, if you guys haven't seen it yet, then you got to watch that video. This is like one of the best animatronics we've ever gotten. Yes. We're getting like 17 brand new characters, original characters for Mm -hmm. this attraction specifically. Right. That are going to be animatronics, but that's not like the total number. We're getting getting well over 36 new figures. We're getting a lot. And talk a little bit about this 
type of animatronic or why everybody in the theme park yeah and like like the theme like park me. geeks are super <laughs> excited about this right yeah so like the human figures in this attraction basically it's going to be very similar to splash mountain having a ton of critters mm -hmm. but specifically tiana the, disney calls this an a1000 figure and it is the most up-to-date brand new figure that they've ever done and there's been like a lot of conversation about the screen-faced animatronics like we have in frozen ever after here yeah yeah and Back and that's in, not this type. No, this is a, this is a, a yeah. like a more like update. a physically sculpted face. Back when World of Frozen opened in Hong Kong in November, one of the media people asked the Imagineer Michelle Dendolk, who like led that project, mm -hmm. "Why are you guys moving away from the screen faces?" Yeah, and he confirmed back in November that they were moving away from them completely, and that they realized that even after doing them in Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Frozen here at Epcot, mm -hmm. that they just don't look great in darker environments. They don't. They're not bad. They're not bad. And I, I understand that th it's technology. So mm -hmm. it's going to constantly evolve. Yep. That being said, this looks a whole lot better. Yeah. And coming back to Frozen really quickly, he made a really good point that I wouldn't even think about. But mm -hmm. it's like the thing that's like right in front of your face the entire time. But because they're screens, they're projectors. Mm -hmm. So they have to update those constantly to match the environment that you're in. Mm. So that's what was like the maintenance cost or just something that was not working long term. Right. So I think they finally realized that if we just put the time and effort into sculpting the physical face. Right. That long term, this is a lot better. And, and that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, too, the other thing I don't love about the style that's on Frozen Ever After and Epcot is that how good it looks really depends on your vantage point. Mm -hmm. So as your perspective is moving, because yeah, you're on a moving vehicle. That end scene when you're passing them going yes. back to the unload. Yeah. That you can literally see the seam on Elsa yeah. and Anna's face. And it just, it takes you out of the moment. It does. Yeah. It really does. So, like when you first enter the scene, it looks good because you have a direct vantage point. But mm -hmm. It does. It goes downhill a little bit. And the little critters we're getting. So there's a specific band of critters that Tiana has supposedly made his friends out in the bayou. Okay. And there's a piece of concept art that they dropped for this in end of 2022. That piece of concept art is what we are getting. That's the final art. Oh, nice. And there's Lewis, Tiana, and then these six little critters. And that's the first scene we're going to see mm -hmm. when we drop into the show building. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember the little slip and falls drop. Yes. And then you go right into the show building. That's like yes. the first thing we're going to see. Okay, cool. So that first giant scene, we're going to have eight animatronics. And Very that cool. scene's going to be like one of those wow moments. Yeah. And we have multiple Tiana. Yes. Tiana's multiple Lewis's multiple of the critters. They're mm -hmm. going to be appearing multiple times, which is yeah. all very similar to Splash Mountain. I think one of the big things about Tiana's Bayou Venture that the best way I could describe it is everyone's, oh, they ripped out Splash Mountain. But the creative team on this project themselves has said that they want to build on what Splash Mountain had mm -hmm. just with a more relevant and inclusive story in 2024, mm -hmm. which I think is totally fair. Mm -hmm. And obviously the attraction hasn't opened yet, so we don't know exactly how it's going to deliver on the terms of story and animatronics and music and yeah. all those things that people love from Splash Mountain. But I like the mindset of we want to build on what Splash Mountain was popular for. And if they bring those ideas into Tiana, I think it's going to be an instant classic personally. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Super high hopes for it. I think right from the beginning i was good i they need to just keep it moving yeah <laughs> you know but now we're really close we are so close. we're months away and now. we've been talking about tiana a lot but mm -hmm. i will say in terms of an opening date i think the writing's on the wall a little bit but this think? is just speculation so mm -hmm. i don't want any of you guys listening to this saying oh they said this no this is just me speculating okay so if you look back at runaway railway uh -huh. opening date was announced on december 3rd of okay. 2019 opened on march 4th of 2020 that was a 92 day window Okay. If you look at Tron, opening day was announced on January 10th of 2023, mm -hmm. opened on April 4th of 2023, which is an 84-day window. Okay. Now, we have the annual meeting of shareholders, which is when Bob Iger and 
all these executives get on the big shareholder mm-hmm. meeting and talk about the numbers. And that's on April 3rd. June 30th, I have June 30th circled specifically because Toy Story Land opened on June 30th right. in 2018. I remember. That would be 88 days. Okay. So that little window lines up perfectly with what they have done in the past. So that would be the time maybe we'll get the announcement. Yeah. So I think we're going to get the opening date announcement for Tiana on April 3rd on the shareholder meeting. Mm-hmm. And it could open on June 30th or July 1st. That would be cool. Just a personal theory. Just ahead yeah. of the July 4th weekend. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. That would be exciting. Yep. I think it looks great. I think everybody's excited for it. And having that ride back open in the park before the summer heat really kicks in would be nice. It's such a popular one in the summer. I think that as far as what they're going to do with the park as a whole, Magic Kingdom now is going to have potentially three rides that will be individual lightning lane. They have an individual lightning lane for Tron, of course, which it definitely still needs. It's not going to go anywhere. Those individual lightning lanes that are the ones that they charge as an a la carte price and they help offset the cost of all these new attractions. So I think that's going to stay for sure. The big question is whether they will keep Seven Dwarfs Mine Train as a lightning lane or they'll move it into Genie Plus. And that kind of remains to be seen. But they could do three in yep. one park. It's not unheard of. But more than likely, Tiana will open just as all new rides have which with a virtual queue which would be the free virtual queue option and the individual lightning lane purchase, at least for a while. So that'll be a great, great addition. It'll be nice to have the capacity back though. Cause yeah. like when Tron opened, that was supposed to add capacity cause it was like an actual brand new attraction. Yeah. But then splash was down. So like this will it burst. Didn't, yeah. 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 And then again, capacity is an issue. Yep. It's an issue for. And country bears being parks. down right now too. So we're going to get all of it back finally. Yeah. Not that I really was <laughs> you... spending much time in country bears, <laughs> but I'm sure somebody was. So me <laughs> speaking of country bears, we're going to be getting that back open in the summer as well. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that whole little section, it would only make sense to have Tiana and country bears open on the same day for if they really care yeah, about capacity, they could do that for sure. I was still really surprised that we didn't get something about Frontierland. They teased us with a Frontierland mm-hmm. announcement. And I thought, oh, when they announce Splash, that's what this will be. But it still could be coming. Doesn't mean it's not. But Disney kind of said there'll be something going on with Frontierland. We had speculation about whether it's Pecos Bill. We still don't know. But I feel like that's got to be it, though. God, I mean, because Pecos Bill is literally like 50 feet away from Tiana. So, but, but like, Splash Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to open so soon. Yeah. That then Pico's Bill will have to be closed for re- So it's just, if you're going to do that, it should have yeah. been done at it the same time. It should have been. Because <laughs> if you got them done at the same time, then that yeah. whole ex- section would be open, right? The Pecos Bell fans in my life breathed a sigh of relief <laughs> when that wasn't announced because it <laughs> who, feels who loves Pico's Bell in your life. Surprisingly, like, my, not me. My brother in law and my good, a couple good friends, yeah. they were like, Do you think this means that Pecos Bill is safe? I love like, it. Hmm. I, I, I love their food because I'm a huge chipotle fan and that's like the closest thing we can get to that yeah Yeah. i think the food's really good maybe it'll still well no it wouldn't fit the theming so we'll see yeah we'll see but i am looking at so disney just now that we've got a couple things on this calendar they released here's what everything that's coming in there they call it parks and experiences division so parks and experiences just means everything park globally and Disney Cruise Line. So they clump all that together in one big category. So when they talk about, oh, they're investing 
what is it? 60 billion 16, over 60 or 60, 60, zero, 60, yeah. 60 billion dollars in the next 10 years, which sounds crazy, but it, and it is a big number. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it is 60 billion. Yeah, but it is across all theme parks globally and Disney Cruise Line. And we know that they are pouring a lot of a lot of investment in Disney Cruise Line because they've got tons of projects in the works. So anyway, so they released their new calendar and this is OK. Here's everything that we've got in the next three years. And I was looking at it and I'm like pretty sparse man that's not much there so a couple of the things that are on there are cruise line so if we take that out and we take out the international parks because they are doing tons there love that for them but doesn't help me not, not, doesn't affect what we're talking about today <laughs> if you just do the disney world ones we've got tiana's bayou adventure this summer country bears which is a re-theme also, this summer, we've got the Little Mermaid show. They are reopening in the fall. I love that they're reopening it, but that's not anything new. That's something they took away and they're just bringing it back <laughs> finally. <laughs> the Star Tours ride in Hollywood Studios is getting like a new storyline. Every so often they'll do that and give it like a new little movie, little destination in there. And at some point, we'll get Communicore Hall, which is the which, last piece of Epcot. Which was supposed to open last year. Which was supposed to open last year. And friends, that is it. That is it. That's a three-year That's a three-year list. <laughs> now, if like... we did a three-year list for Universal Studios Orlando, we'd be here all day. They've got, I think, it was 55 new attractions opening and three resorts next year. Mm -hmm. next summer mm -hmm. so we have this big question and a lot of disney fans disney world experts we're all saying what is the response going to be from disney to epic universe coming in and having this incredible moment i'm not trying to take anything away from universal i think they are primed to have their huge moment like 2025 is going to be all about Universal. That's all you're going to hear. There's no competing with it. There's no even trying, honestly. it's They're going to have the moment, and it's well-deserved. And I think Disney at some point is like, hey, let them have it because we've had a lot, right? But that they're going to ride that into 2026. Disney's got to really be thinking about what they can do, and I'm, I know they are. I know they are. But I was just thinking about it in terms of what, Let's talk about, you guys can speculate too of what we would add or what we think they could do that aren't rides because attractions take a long time mm -hmm. to open. So we're not getting any new rides in 25 and 26. That's, we already know that. So the main thing I could think, if you take out the, we can't build new rides because there's not time. Any new rides will happen in five years. The only thing I can really think of is leaning hard into entertainment because mm -hmm. there's a lot that Disney can do, a lot that Disney can do that they do best. Like, what do they do best that that Universal doesn't? And I find this so interesting because for decades now, Disney World has been the leader in Orlando entertainment in the theme park industry and Universal has been the one sort of on the back foot and having to say, okay, what can we bring to the table that Disney's not doing? 
And they had to think about it in terms of what gaps can we fill in that Disney isn't already the master of. And now I feel like we're going to reach this point where the tables are going to be flipped. And now Disney's going to have to say, what can we do that Universal isn't already the master of right now that we can fill in? And that that always comes down with Disney to characters, right? Yeah, more of an emotional connection. Because I don't, there's some character stuff in Epic Universe, but it's not the focus. Right. right. I was trying to right. think of what. You have the Harry Potter franchise, which obviously... And it's so, it's guarded under. Yeah. <laughs> so they definitely are expanding the Harry Potter land and Universal is already has the biggest Harry Potter wizarding world. Mm-hmm. And so that's really exciting. But I think you're right in what you're saying as far as Disney just owns so many beloved classic characters and stories that they still in my opinion have an upper hand to deliver on something that you just won't find at universal and i love universal but it's everybody loves to compare disney and universal and i get it but i feel like they're so different Mm -hmm. and especially as a mom that there's so much less for my young kids to do at Universal. And I don't see that changing in the plans for Epic Universe. It's really exciting for if you have tweens, teenagers and up. But if you have little kids, you're still going to Disney in, 100%. in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there, there is like uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I think that's the world that's going to be more family friendly. It looks really cool. It's still a movie that came out when my kids were really little. I don't think they even remember right watching it. And so they don't have this, oh my gosh, we have to go see Hiccup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How to yeah. Train Your Dragon. And... I still think the fan base for that movie is like 20s. And 30s because that's how old those kids like they were when those movies came out the fact is like when you're talking about kids on 10 and under it things have to be really recent or they have to be a franchise like that is so classic that it's still around no matter how long ago it came out and that's where disney's always going to have like louisa said that upper hand advantage like with the fab five like mickey minnie goofy donald pluto chip dale like nothing's ever going to come close to that in terms of that emotional attachment. No. Yeah, for little kids especially. And the other thing that I think is interesting, when I saw the Tiana news and the animatronic, it really was a wow moment. And I am not a theme park nerd. I don't get excited about animatronic. <laughs> I have not been tracking it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the differences. You're not, I, you're not tracking you're not all me. the test ride I vehicles. I think the frozen <laughs> ones hey, look hey, pretty hey, good. Hey, 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 no, no shit. No <laughs> shit. I love that you do. Yeah. But I, it was a moment that I went I had two responses. And one of them is, oh my gosh, the contrast is stark. Universal just dropped all the news about literally all these universes. (laughs) And it was so much, really, there was meat on those bones. Oh, yes. As far as, this is a lot of them showing us something we've never seen before. And this was like, look, we have a new (laughs) talk. Look, it's Tiana. Yeah, (laughs) which was exciting. But it really just reinforced in my mind that... Disney's yeah we're not building like we everything we do we are going to try to rewrite the game on Mm -hmm. like we are trying to revolutionize and make something you truly have never seen before and make it the best it can be Mm -hmm. and 
that is not a a race with speed that you are going to win. True. And like I said, I have a pass at Universal. I go there all the time and I love it. But when I'm comparing the quality of the rides and the stories and the immersiveness between Disney and Universal, it's Disney by a mile. Yeah. It just is. And the Wizarding World is amazing. But when I step outside of there, I'm like, wow. Even (laughs) it just makes me laugh too. When you're standing on the bridge to Hogwarts, there's like a huge entrance to Jurassic Park. And you can can just hear the Jurassic Park music (laughs) while you're looking Looking at at Hogwarts. (laughs) Disney would never. Disney would never. And Disney had a very specific plan. And they really drew the winning ticket when they bought so much land. And it gave them. And Universal doesn't have that luxury to be able to space things out that way and make it more Mm -hmm. of this journey and so it's just always going to be different and maybe I hope Epic Universe I think Epic Universe will be the first time that I feel like something is on par Mm -hmm. at least but I still I still believe that at the end of the day that like Disney and the Imagineers have their little heads down with mm-hmm. on their engineering desk and they're like we are gonna create like the ethos is just different it's not like we're gonna throw the pants off you and scare your children it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> which is what happens to me yeah yes. it's just like fun but ah. yes yes <laughs> i saw a little boy who i'm sure will never be the same meet the <laughs> jurassic park dinosaur the oh, other yes, day and yes. like oh, boy. They, he was clearly scared and that dinosaur went for him and <laughs> disney would never disney would never like, the vibes are different yeah and if like you it's not one is not better than the other i just see for little kids and families like that's where i am and so i can appreciate more what disney has to offer now when my kids are older and they're teenagers i'm sure they'll be like oh my god disney yes let's go to universe like yeah it's just different Mm -hmm. so they're offering two totally different products is my very long-winded yes (laughs) no i agree i agree i do think that there's i think it's easy for even disney to forget all that they have to offer sometimes there's so they have so much in the archives that they could pull out that hasn't even been touched in 20 years Mm -hmm. that people would lose their minds to see Mm -hmm. right so their intellectual property that they own that they can draw from is so vast it's yeah it's crazy and i i think about gosh if i if they asked my opinion, which by the way, <laughs> they do not, just in case you had any illusions about that. Nobody's calling me and goes, so Serena, what do you think for 2025? I wish they would, but I would lean into entertainment because that is what Disney just does so phenomenally. So you think about like New Parade, like Festival of Fantasy, love it. Then I saw Disneyland's Magic Happens. Magic Happens. Oh my That parade is incredible. Word. That parade, I had nothing but love for Festival Fantasy until I saw that parade. <laughs> and I thought, shoot. <laughs> Festival Fantasy is 10 years old now, too. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. And it's lovely. And I don't think it looks shabby or looks dated, per se. But could they reinvent something? Could they debut something new and really knock our socks off? Oh, yeah. They for sure could. And that could be something that, think about, I booked a trip when Festival of Fantasy came out, like you better believe I did. When I saw the Maleficent dragon, I was like, 
book my plane ticket. Thank you very much. I will be there. So yeah, that's huge. You think about uh, one thing with drones. Drones. Oh my God. We know you know how to do it. (laughs) They do. They did it in Paris. They did it in Paris. That That could be amazing. Think about a drone show, what they could do in Epcot. They had one briefly at Disney Springs. It was so much fun. Or a nighttime parade. Mm. wouldn't that mm-hmm. be fun yeah another, that would be another thing again you think about what makes people book the trip that a nighttime parade that mm-hmm. looks amazing with the lights on we would i would lo- you would never hear me shut up about that parade just so you know <laughs> <laughs> that would be so exciting think about characters that they could do think about throwback characters villain theme nights gosh there's just so much that they have barely tapped into yeah so yes everyone's focus is hey they take a long time to get rides open so we're not going to get any new rides in the next four or five years true it's true but could they do some other things that they have easily in their back pocket that they could come out and have a lot to add to the conversation in the next two years they do will they do it i don't know but i hope so that would be really fun to see. Did I you think, have yeah, to say? I think the very interesting thing here that it's not talked about enough, in my opinion, is how, like Louisa said, when Harry Potter opened at Universal, mm-hmm. that was like Universal's first big wow moment for Universal Creative, kind of debuting on the level of what we've seen from Imagineering. Yeah. And then in those years after, if you look back at what happened after Harry Potter opened, Disney's kind of bounce back to that was everything that we saw at Walt Disney World, which kind of ended with Tron opening, at Mm -hmm. least in my eyes. We got Runaway Railway, Tron, Cosmic Rewind, Pandora, Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land, like all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just not talked about. And it's still all within the last 10 years. It is. I think we just have, we have such a short term memory, really. We've gotten so many things here. And even at Disneyland has gotten a lot of new things. Uh, They got Runaway Railway. They're Cars Land. Yeah, Cars Land, Avengers Campus. They're getting Mm -hmm. Tiana too. The parks have gotten a ton of stuff. It's just a matter of because Epic Universe is this whole new 100 acre park and Disney doesn't have a new park, then it instantly becomes, oh, Disney hasn't done anything. Yeah. And they are and they can. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that you have to remember is that theme parks are so much more than rides. Yep. So much more than rides. And when you come as a family, the rides are always an important part, but they're not the only important part because a lot of kids aren't big ride people they are they don't want to do any thrill rides so all those are off the table for your kids so you take that all out what do you have what are the things that are going to be those magical moments for your family to be there it's going to be entertainment and it's going to be characters and we saw the parks operate under this world of what does it look like without that stuff when the parks first reopened from covid Mm -hmm. and how they've been brought back to life through all the entertainment characters shows parades fireworks and that's like what we're known to have yeah so We've seen what it's like without it and how the parks felt dead without that energy. And yes, and now we have that back. And if they leaned into it even more and then a D23 this year said, OK, this is what we're going to be doing in the later half of this mm-hmm. 10 years when they put the 42 billion dollars yeah. for the expansion into it. The one thing, though, I think is really interesting in terms of entertainment is David Duffy at Disney Live Entertainment was the lead of live entertainment over out of Paris mm-hmm. when Disneyland Paris got all of their incredible entertainment for the 30th anniversary. Mm. And he is now the lead of live entertainment at Walt Disney World. So Ooh. one of my main hopes from D23 Expo this year is that we see him on stage with Josh talking about the future of entertainment at mm-hmm. Walt Disney World. 
That and would be cool. Being that, like you said, we don't really have any attractions maybe besides that test track re-theme mm-hmm. next year, but yeah. that's just a re-theme. And this would be like the perfect opportunity to bring him out and just like Main Street Electrical Parade, paint the night, just something. Uh, it could be amazing. It could be amazing. Jack from, remind me of his channel. DSNY Newscast? Yes. DSNY yeah, he just put a video Newscast. on this. He did. And I watched his video because I was interested good. in his thoughts. And he and I had a lot of very similar thinking with leaning into character. And he said... He had some like cool names for yeah. the year of character. It was, it was really catchy and cute. There's so much that they could do. I would love to see them really lean into that hard and maybe put some things out that aren't necessarily behind a paywall or a hard ticket event. Give us some things that are just in the normal park experience. But I don't think there's anything... There's no danger here for Disney. Yeah. They're doing just fine. I think that it's never a competition to where there's anything bad coming from it it's two creative teams with incredible talent continuing to push the envelope and each time they do it it makes the other team push a little more too and that is only good for us as the guests yeah we're gonna win from it we get amazing things on both sides yeah so jack at dsmy newscast like you said he did Mm -hmm. a video on 2025 and characters and entertainment his idea was walt disney world has character alive with character yeah alive with character that is i I hope disney's watching yes because that's a beautiful little tagline i could just see it yeah absolutely Before we get back to our show, let me just take a quick moment and tell you about our show sponsor, Mickey Travels. I'm so thrilled to be partnering with them and to be sharing them as a resource to you guys. Now, I know a lot of you may be planners yourself. A lot of people that follow me are, and I totally get that. And you may be thinking, I'm not going to use a travel agent because I like to plan my own trips. And like, same, me too. But I actually book all my travel through an agent and that might surprise you, but let me just tell you, they make life easier. They just do. This is what they specialize in. I know a lot about Disney World and navigating the parks, but I don't book travel for people all the time. I can't tell you which building you should recommend in every resort. I can't tell you what room you should get on a cruise ship based on your party size and what you like to be closest to on the ship. Like that's what they do. That's what they specialize in. And they simplify the process so much and you don't have to keep track of everything. They're gonna let you know when it's time to book things that you don't have to be keeping track and losing track so that you miss an ideal booking window. I can't recommend them enough. If you have a trip coming up or you just wanna get some prices so that you can start your planning process, highly recommend using them. There's a link to Mickey Travels in our show notes. All right, let's get back to it. Real quick, I wanted to go back to this calendar thing that Disney Cruise Line is not been spinning their wheels, though. I will say for new projects, they are killing it. So they've got their new island comes out this summer. And that's be an entirely new destination. It's called Lighthouse Point. And then they have the Treasure, which is a whole new Wish Class ship that is December 21st. And then next year, they have another ship that is the adventure that's going to be their one out of singapore so it's going to be their asian based ship in 2025 and then they have another one in the wings 2026 that's the one that i'm most (laughs) curious about because that was a ship that they acquired that never was completed the singapore one yes yeah is that the adventure is that the one that's the adventure it is Mm -hmm. yeah i totally am going asian riding that thing i don't care (laughs) book the tickets all right okay let's talk a little bit about the next thing that's on our horizon here locally 
in the parks is the Flower and Garden Festival. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Yeah, today is, or I guess several days ago from this airing, is the last day of the art festival. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, art festival ended it ends today. today. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are listening to it, it's over. It's over. <laughs> yes. That's so Disney is all done with the art festival. We have a little bit of time, like a little, it's like what, a week, 10 days of nothing. And then we start, yeah, 10 days exactly, pretty much. Flower and Garden Festival starts February 28th, and it ends May 27th, which, by the way, is a good, like a good month earlier. A month earlier, earlier, yeah. To raise some questions about what that month period between that ending and food and wine starting is going to be. Yeah, so interesting. Some people have some speculation that, hey, is there going to be another festival? Are they inserting some other type of... I don't know, event, or are they just going longer in between without a festival? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. But yes, yeah, so February 28th. So as you're listening to this is going to be coming out on the 22nd. So next week is the Flower and Garden Festival. And this is a fun one. It's Epcot never looks more beautiful than it does during Flower and Garden Festival. It What the designers do on these garden landscapes is incredible the topiaries are already coming out they look amazing the just the flowers the blooming the way that they transform all of these flower beds and they make it look beautiful for so many months it just it's gorgeous it's stunning i love it we have 20 outdoor kitchens and over 60 new food items coming let me say that again We have 20 outdoor kitchens and over 60 new food items coming to the festival this year. Most of those new ones, though, are drinks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying they are. The Garden Graze, which is the, there's always some type of food thing where you go around and you collect the stamps and then you get a free food thing. And this year, for this particular festival, it's called Garden Graze. There's eight things you can choose from the outdoor kitchens. And then you come back and you get a little treat from the pineapple promenade. Don't forget when you go that they have those little gift cards that you get that are like a little bracelet. They You put them on your wrist and it's a really great way to track how much you're spending and keep yourself <laughs> in a little budget. I sometimes forget about them and then I will use them and I'm like, this is the most convenient thing. Why do I forget that this exists? Because you just put it on your wrist and you don't even have to take out a card or anything. It just scans it right at the kiosk and makes it a little bit easier and you can keep yourself on a budget. Garden Rocks concerts are coming back. I have the list here. These are never my favorite concerts, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of throwbacks, but they're not like, I don't know. They do throwbacks for Flower Garden too, but like they're, I guess they're throwbacks I like more. I don't know. Oh, we've got Richard Marks, Commodores, Rick Springfield, Foreigner, The Pointer Sisters. <laughs> That's, I know. And then there's a whole bunch that I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. It'll Good be for them. fun. Good for them. It'll be a fun time, I'm sure. No matter what, it's going to be a fun time. So if any of you guys are coming for that, we'll be there opening day, getting all the recommendations. I'm going to try to really do a little more food guides and try to get them out quicker. It's a nice thing with this, with festivals that last a little longer. Art festivals like right. Blink and You Miss. Although I did not get as many Broadway concerts in this year. As I usually do. And I'm a little sad about that. So next year, I got to do that more. I got a few in. But normally, I like to go more often. 
And for some reason, just the last couple weeks, and then I was traveling, I had a cruise, and I just missed it. So I'll have to do that next time. Next year, my goal is to have a couple of the Broadway performers on the show. That would be so awesome. I'm speaking We're going to come back to this episode. Yes. I'm speaking that it. out into the universe that next year we're going to have. I want to have Michael James Scott, Scott for sure. Maybe we can have Josh Strickland. And anybody, if any of y'all are listening, yeah. <laughs> if you would word. like to be on the show, we would love to have you. I, I love any opportunity to talk Broadway and Disney, two of my favorite things. Yeah. I think it would be cool to have an artist on the show too. Yes. Talk a little bit for about. For sure. <laughs> okay. I'm a little worried about something and I want to talk about it. Moana 2. Did you guys see the little... Uh, the teaser trailer. Teaser yes. trailer. Yeah. So this came out of the shareholder meeting with Bob Iger. He just pulled it out, like surprised everyone. Yeah. No one was prepared for this announcement. And I, at first I was super excited. Oh my gosh, Moana 2. Here for it. Love it. Yes, let's do it. November. What? Mm-hmm. So soon. Even better. Fantastic. Then after that all came out, I started looking into it a little more. And I learned some things that now make me a little worried for the project. <laughs> so this was a project that they were developing for a Disney Plus show, a TV series, not a feature film that they decided to move from Disney Plus and make it into a feature film. So anything that they're making into a show with episodes, it's a to- you're talking about a totally different story than what you would do in a movie. So already I'm a little concerned about story elements of that. But I'm not saying they can't make that work. But then they're just now in talks with Dwayne Johnson and I forget the actress that plays Moana. Yeah. Moahi Krabahu. I don't know about yeah. her name. She's a very pretty name, but I don't know it's how to pronounce it. It's a beautiful name that we will butcher, but she's amazing. They're just now in talks for them to voice. Oh, because I they were she not, had said she was not going to be Moana. In the, the live, live action. action. Oh. But this wasn't even offered to them because it was a Disney Plus one. And just like on the Tangled one, like they don't I think it was pay, a different contract, yeah. They don't pay for those big people to do those smaller projects. They get somebody that sounds close enough, <laughs> I guess is what they... <laughs> they get assume. AI. Yeah. But, <laughs> but probably <laughs> these days, that's scary, but they probably get... But yeah, so my father-in-law calls it A1. And now we are forever like, put some A1 on that. The A1 can take care of that. Anyway, <laughs> side note. So they were not even attached to the project. Now, I can't imagine a Moana sequel being made without the original voice actors. Yeah. And then even more concerning is that Lynn manuel Miranda is not a part of this project at all. Because, again, it was a smaller budget Disney Plus series. So no music from him. And Moana's like one of the best soundtracks it's, ever. It's very core to its success. Yeah. Was the music. So, so I'm like, dang. We are seeing Bob Iger turn this into a movie to get that $1 billion box office return. And will he? Yeah, absolutely will. <laughs> Probably will work. There's This is one, one of those things where you have business success and artistic success. And they don't always match, right? Now, I, obviously, we haven't seen it. They, it could be amazing. They could have looked at it and said, we have a story here that would be perfect for a feature-length film. Let's adapt it. Yeah. And maybe that's what happened. And maybe the, the voice actors will come on. And maybe even Lynn, Lynn will be like, hey, let me throw some songs together. Who knows? But I, my excitement has dwindled for that. I was like, oh, that's not quite what I thought it was going to be. So, 
you know, from the studio standpoint, I'm like, I'm not hopeful <laughs> about that because everything they've announced that's coming up down the pike is all sequels. It's Frozen 3, it's Inside Out 2, which I am very excited about. Toy Story 5, which yeah, no one asked for. Zootopia will be cute. Again, all these movies might be great, but I, just recently I was watching the making of Frozen 2, which that is on Disney is Plus. So good. so good. If you haven't watched it, Highly recommend it because I'm one of those people I think Frozen 2 is better than the original. I love it. I love it from a story standpoint. I love that they... That is a movie that... An animated movie that has a a whole plot point and song about grief. How amazing is that? And it's handled so well. Anyway, the making of that just shows you what goes into these films that become iconic. Like why they become iconic because... This from a storytelling perspective and song perspective, like they do so much with it to just, if you just take something to throw it together, it's not going to have that magic, obviously. I don't know. Especially that show yourself wasn't even in the movie at one point in that series that they were talking about that. Yeah. And they kept reworking it and trying to figure out like where to put it and. I remember yeah. when I originally watched that series, I thought it was like one episode. And then yeah, I realized I did too. it was binge watched the entire I was thing like, well, day. this is a show. Yeah. <laughs> like literally six hour long episodes yeah. of how they made the movie. I w- it was really good. And though. I don't think I ever realized like how much of the movie is completed right before it debuts. Well, which I don't is making think that me... that's what they want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's their goal. <laughs> well, the fact that they published it says a lot. But yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of what's happening right now as we're recording this one <laughs> in the sense of. Right. What kind of panic yeah. is being. All right. Okay. Yeah. So this is exciting news. One last thing. 1900 Park Fair. This is a restaurant, character restaurant that's been closed. It was at Grand Floridian Resort. Such a cute restaurant. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's like. Uh, carousel themed and it used to be mary poppins and alice in wonderland for breakfast and then the evening was cinderella the stepmother lady tremaine and the stepsisters icons icons that was one of my most fun character meals but after a very long closure it is finally set to reopen it's going to reopen on april 10th of this year and reservations will open up march 5th It's going to have two character meals, breakfast and dinner. So both meals, same characters. And the assortment of characters is very interesting. It's almost like they picked them out of a hat. I know. It feels a (laughs) little bit like that. Who can we throw in here? I know. Yeah. Who have we got sitting around backstage? (laughs) Go on out there and eat some breakfast. But also Cinderella. They're like, she's like the palette. Everybody loves Cinderella. True. True. Yeah. It's the glue. So like, throw her in there. Yeah, yeah. She is the glue. Yeah. It's, absolutely. It's her show. We all know that. She's the host. Yeah. So it's Aladdin in his Prince Ali attire. So that's the white outfit with the little feather and all that. Mm-hmm. Cinderella doesn't say what outfit. I'm assuming she blue dress, but we'll see. Mirabelle and Tiana in her new look for Bayou Adventure. So it's like her little like explorer safari looking outfit. Which is very interesting. It said something in there about they explore the power of a wish. So I'm thinking there, there's surprised some Surprised that Asha's of... not in there with that language. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about... about that. Her whole movie is called Wish. <laughs> they're hoping you forgot about that. <laughs> Forget it. Honestly, they're probably like, we realized that one didn't oh, hit. So let's just... All that like, merch getting... is on clearance. <laughs> All of it. We're yeah. getting yeah. brand new wish topiaries, but not her at the breakfast. That's true. That's true. That's funny. She's still at a, as a meet and greet. Yeah. Do you ever 
see a long line there because no, i never not. do yeah and the fact that they haven't released it on disney plus yet three months after released i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet yeah yeah that's <laughs> right i'll be like the only one who loves a wish <laughs> <laughs> yeah we already talked a lot about that cute movie cute movie could have been better womp, womp. Uh, womp, womp. but so those are the characters that are going to be there that is like the island of misfit toys of a character <laughs> a little <laughs> neon <laughs> Sorry. They could like really lean into that theme. That would be funny. That they would could, be every character as they announce them and they come out. They could be like, "How did I get here?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mirabelle went looking for a wish. Yeah. Now she's at this restaurant yeah. with you. Enjoy. She could be like, "Where's Christy?" That'd be like an SNL skit. I know that would be funny. I love character meals. So to me, I think this is always really more is more, and I always think that having. I really like when they have male characters at character meals too and don't lean too heavy in the princess because most families have boys and girls in them and each like child is going to be interested in different characters. So we already have our princesses covered. We have two dedicated princess meals for them and those are great and super popular. But if they're going to add more, I like the idea of mixing it up a little bit. So I think that's cool. I'm interested to see how that goes and maybe there's some sort of theme or little story moment in each meal that ties in these characters together because it was like with a wish aladdin definitely had a wish theme there but um cinderella mirabelle tiana yeah tiana Tiana, i can understand because she was wishing for her restaurant she was on the wishing star yeah mirabelle though i don't think i feel like that's a stretch this was a weird <laughs> and they're choice. like and mirabelle because she's really and popular mirabelle, <laughs> she's, but like in a british she only has one mean great spot <laughs> it's like how who could we put in the grand floridian that will look the most out of place oh true it just feels so Victorian weird I, era carousel yeah, why it just no true I'm, I'm a no put her in ohana or somewhere yes she i feel like she will look like a fish out of water in this very proper restaurant true. with carousels and yeah. yes on in a bayou outfit uh, too <laughs> yeah she's not even yeah. in her princess dress because that outfit was specifically created for yeah. this one scene in the ride where she's inviting us into the bayou. like I yeah, she's never, in a bayou yeah, that's like, why literally. she's in the outfit <laughs> And now she's grand flirting. Yeah, it's just. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what they do with it. I'm skeptical. Maybe it'll make sense. Yeah, make it make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Please, I want to like it. I've never eaten here. I have no like horse in this race. I'm not like, oh my God, it's not what it was. Yeah. But also I read that and I was like, huh. Yeah, that's an interesting that's, decision. It was yeah, close it was like for four nobody... years because they were coming up with this plan. I know. <laughs> like, okay. They were both on break at that specific yeah, time. And yeah. they were like, oh, throw her in. Yeah, why not? But Cinderella, why? Yeah. So much Cinderella. Okay. There I'm is done. a lot of Cinderella. Yeah. The restaurant itself is so pretty. And they did say the menu would feature a lot of the favorites that were there back in the day. Is this going to be so. another Ohana noodles situation? <laughs> uh, I, there's a few things, I guess, that people were excited about. So yeah, it's strawberry soup in particular. It's, but yeah, it's a beautiful restaurant. So yeah, we're excited to see it. Can't if you want to go, <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> if you want to go, make sure that if you have a trip coming up that you bookmark March 5th because it's really nice to grab reservations when something brand new opens because every slot's open. Yeah. And you can get a lot. And so... That's a good thing to keep in mind. And it opens April 10th. I feel like we covered everything <laughs> that and, we could possibly more. cover. Yes. You got all our thoughts on it. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Drew and Louisa, for joining me. And we'll be back next week. 
拜拜。Bye. Bye.